from San Diego, California. This is a One Extraordinary Marriage show where being busy is overdone, romancing is fun, and scheduling sex has taken the guesswork out of wondering when you're going to get some. I'm Tony DeLorenzo, your co-host, along with my beautiful wife, Elisa. From coast to coast and around the world, thank you for joining us. It's time to talk sex, love, and commitment. Give us a call at 858-876-5663. That's 858-876-5663. In today's show, we talk about when you are running on fumes and the impact that doing too much has on your marriage. An American writer, Alice Roosevelt Longworth, had this to say. She said, I have a simple philosophy. Fill what's empty and empty what's full. And we're going to be talking today about how that applies to marriage, how there are times when we need to fill what's empty in our marriage and then empty what's overflowing because we're doing too much. But before we go there, we're going to start with this week's hug, as we always do. And this week's hug is brought to you by Engaged Marriages Romance the Right Way. Imagine your spouse finding your love letter placed under their pillow one night and the surprised look on their face. Imagine their eyes lighting up as they open it and read the perfectly crafted message from their caring wife or husband. That's you. Imagine knowing what to say and how to say it and having the time to make it all happen. I know you are saying, yes, show me how. So check out oneextraordinarymarriage.com slash RWW for all of the details. Doesn't your marriage, doesn't your spouse deserve this love and attention? And the hug says, I'm from Uganda. I accidentally landed on your website two days ago. No accidents. No accidents. While I was searching for how to give my husband a blowjob. Since about a year ago, he had asked me to find out how it's done, and I'd never done anything about it. It takes guts to say that. Yes, it does, and thank you for sharing. Mm -hmm. She goes on to say, so I landed on the seven-day sex challenge. Well, my nature is research, so I went into your site and listened to the first podcast, and wow, I was blown away. I downloaded 37 podcasts and have listened to more than half, and this is in just two days. Holy, thank you so much for being part of the One Family. So from two days of listening, I have told almost all married friends in my phone book. My husband has been away for about a month and is coming in tomorrow for two days, and I want us to have it all. I have cried about some of the stuff I have not done by not making my marriage a priority, and I have committed to change. I have completed uncluttering my bedroom. Nice. Which is a huge first step. Yes. It took both days since it was the store for everything from kitchen, work, children, school, you name it. My husband had complained and even stopped talking about it. Now it's like I have a brand new master bedroom. I'm thinking of ideas to spice it up. I've looked through like over 50 sites to do this. I've got glasses and I'm buying candles tomorrow. I've cleaned even the bathroom and it's spotless. I brought in our framed pictures which have been laying somewhere in boxes. And guess what? I'm excited. I now want to be intimate with my husband. I'm thinking Mm. about him all the time. And I'm kind of scared I'll shock him when he gets home tomorrow and even get suspicious. Please pray for me. Mm -hmm. To put all this in perspective, our sex life had literally died. It's May and we've had sex like six times since the year began. He gave up asking and isn't interested. Then I would ask and be rejected. Now I realize he was so hurt. Anyway, sorry this email is too long, but I want you to know you're hoping 
You're helping me. I now want to fight for my marriage. I want what awesome. you guys have and more. Yes. I haven't seen this kind of open communication between couples. You have inspired me and I want to do the seven days. So I want to talk to him about it. That's a start for me. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you. God bless you abundantly. And Love you as it. well. I hope you guys heard the change that one person can make in a relationship. I mean, she threw out that email. It's just like she was searching for something and she found it, um, you know, searching for how to have a blowjob and you, you end up on seven days of sex challenge. And I'm not sure what you have in the SEO there that those two things would. <laughs> Tony's looking at me. He's like, I have no I, idea um, how. I, you know what? Because in the seven days of sex challenge, I don't think we ever talk about a blowjob. I know we've talked about that on the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but I would have to go back. In any case, there are no I, accidents. There are no accidents. There are no accidents. But here's a wife who has cleaned up the bedroom, and we all can relate to those times when the bedroom has become the everything else but the bedroom. Right. Space. I, I just want to say we, we do have a blog post on the site about cleaning out the bedroom because it's something that Elisa and I have talked about often and i'll put this in the show notes as well but you can also go to the site uh three simple ways to create a more intimate bedroom and there and there's you know three ways that you can start doing that so if you just feel like your bedroom is cluttered and there's too much going on like she said i mean she said it was like the kitchen and everything else was in there you know if that if that's something that you feel like hey we need to get this place together check out this post i'll also put in the show notes for you and the last thing I want to say about this email is I just love hearing her excitement mm-hmm. and you know, a little bit of trepidation as well, because she knows that she's making huge changes. Like she was searching for something and she found it. And now she's like gone 180 degrees in the other direction. She's scared her husband's going to be, be a little suspicious. And we've addressed that. We did the podcast, um, oh, the one, why are you acting this way? Mm-hmm. And, you know, talking about that, when all of a sudden you get excited and you're re-engaging in your marriage and it's like, why, wh- wh- what's going on here? So um, I would just ask the one family to keep this particular couple in prayer yes. and for them and for all of you that are just making change, you know, doing what she said in here, fighting for your marriage. We know you guys are out there. We know that's why you tune in every week because you are, you're engaged in the process. You're engaged in making your marriage better. And as Tony said at the outset of the show, we're going to be talking about when you are, when you're running on fumes and you know, there's not a lot to give to your marriage. And this all came about because I had a consultation with a wife this past week and you know, people call me and uh, you know, we do a consultation call and we're talking about obviously what's going on in your marriage. And so she starts, she starts going through the fact that, you know, she's running on empty Mm. And she said, honestly, I think we're running below empty. And the first thing that came to mind was the gas tank in my car. Cause I am notorious. Like the little indicator light comes on and I know in the back of my head, I've got 60 miles. So I immediately look at my, um, the mileage and I'm like, okay, I automatically tack on 60 miles and I will push it all the way. So I know what running below empty looks like. And when she said it was such a strong visualization for what so many are doing in marriage. And I think many of you can relate to that analogy that Elisa gave. You're pushing it. You're pushing your car to, you're trying to squeak out every little last drop of gasoline. And sometimes, and most of the time, you'll make it to the gas station. 
Other times, and I can raise my hand because I've been there, you run out of gas. You're pushing your car. You're, you're a block away. I remember at you know, 16, 17 years old, just pushing it, you know, and honestly, a block away from 7-Eleven. Had to jump out of my car. Luckily, some guys jumped out of their cars and pushed me into the gas station. It's so funny talking about this. All I can think about is the one and only time in my life that I've run out of gas is when you were hiking the Pacific Crest Trail, and it was like 9 o'clock at night um, on a toll road in, near Rancho Santa Margarita where we were living, and I was just like, what do I do? Right? Like, who am I going to call? And I literally kept just turning my car on and off and limping it off the freeway. But you know, going back to this wife story, because it'll relate yeah. to the story I just shared, you know, when she was telling me this, there was such a deep sense of exhaustion. Yeah. In her voice, just this, we want to make our marriage work, but we're so, we're so tired, mm. right? We're, we're so overwhelmed by everything that's going on. And, and honestly, this idea of running on empty, I mean, as long as there have been cars, as long as there have been, you know, extreme athletes, I mean, all of these different types of things where you hear the phrase running on empty, right? I mean, it, it, people talk about it all the time, you know, just empty. Bring this into the marriage world. This is, this is kind of new that people are talking about running on empty in their marriage. And we're going to dig into this because I think there are more people than care to admit that they are running on empty in their marriage, that they are, like Tony said, pushing it past the warning light, right? Because you guys all have the cars that, you know, it like dings at you or the little gas station icon comes up and says, hey, hey, silly driving this car, guess what? You're in the danger zone. You could run out of gas. That's where you're headed. And, you know, sometimes we don't pay attention to that warning light. And honestly, some of you are not paying attention to that warning light in your own marriage. Right. You, you don't see it come on or you see it and you're like, I've got time. Right? Like, I've got time. I've got that 60 miles that Elisa was talking about. Well, the thing is, is that 60 miles in a marriage is not the same 60 miles that you've got when the indicator light comes on in your car. It's not because, guys, there are so many demands on your time, right? I mean, this weekend, you know, if you guys are listening to this when the show first comes out, this past weekend was Mother's Day mm -hmm. 2015. Um, so if you're like us, you know, I don't do anything on Mother's Day. I kind of take that as my, you know, national annual holiday right up there, you know, with my birthday. Um, I did do some folding laundry, but I don't cook. I really, yeah, it's kind of my day, right? And it was great because Tony took me for a walk that morning and we're out <laughs> walking by Starbucks and the grocery store and all you see are all these dads with their kids, right? And having the conversations, what are we going to get mommy for Mother's Day and, you know, cute things like flowers and chocolates and, you know, they want and, the purple you, ones. And you said to me, it's just, you know, it's, it's the mom, the wife at home just going, give me a couple hours just by myself. Right, Why? Because she needs to recharge because she's running on empty. And then you hear the dads who are like, after they've been out with their kids for a little while, like, please don't fight. Please don't touch your brother. Please don't touch your sister. Stop anti. You, know, you can just tell that his tank is just going. Yeah. But out of love and out of respect to his wife, he, he gives her this gift, right? You know, the one day out of 365 that some of these guys give their wife a couple hours to, you know, enjoy being mom by herself you know, take a bath, sleep in, all that kind of stuff. But kids, let's face it, kids are a demand on your time. I, I know this because we have two very active kids. So when I look at the calendar for the week, because every Sunday night, 
as we're having family dinner, what do I do? I run through our schedule for the next week just so everybody has heard it at least once. Not that we remember it, but at least we've heard it. Right. It's it's more for me. And that's just truth. I mean, honestly, I mean, we go over it every Sunday and no kidding, by Monday I'm going, what do we have tonight? And so, um, it, that, but it's part of what we do so that we do know what's happening. And so that if there's any conflict, we start hearing about it on Sunday right. instead of the night. I mean, that's not to say, but scheduling, that's taking, you know, kids' schedules. I will tell you, having two active kids, we're busy three or four times a week with kids' stuff. Then, you know, one extraordinary marriage does not happen because we just, you know, wave a magic wand and all of the podcasts and the blog posts and, you know, posts on Instagram and Facebook and everything else, those don't just happen. Mm-hmm. Right? We have to schedule time to make that happen. You know, Connect Like You Did is coming out in Kindle. It's going to be available on Amazon. You know, that's our third book. That didn't just happen. Right. We got to make time for that. Right? You all have to make time for your work. Your boss expects you to be at the office between 8 and 5 or at the warehouse between, you know, 3 to 11 if you're on the night shift or, you know, our firefighters that are in the audience, you know, you're doing 24s and 48s. You're expected to be there doing your job. That's a demand on your time. And, you know, then you've got things like friends that might want to see it, you know, and so you're scheduling barbecues and get togethers and, you know, watching sports on the weekends and and doing that kind of stuff. And a lot of you volunteer. Hello, PTA moms and dads. You know, this is the time of year in the spring when you guys are like in hyperdrive volunteering or you volunteer for, you know, rescue missions or boys and girls clubs or Girl Scouts or Boy Scouts. You're doing all of these things to give. Mm -hmm. In your church. Your church, you know, I, I look at the ministries when we're at church and see the number of people that are involved in making things happen. And there are just times when it blows my mind mm. because, you know, we, we all enjoy their fruits, but to make it happen takes a lot of hands on deck. Right. And so all of these things, and I want to be very clear that none of these things are bad. They are all worthwhile. Some of them have to happen. So that, you know, there's like food on the table and a roof over your head, you know, those right. types of things, right? But doing all of them, all of the time, guys, I'm telling you, and, and this may come as a newsflash for some of you, you have 24 hours in the day. No more, no less. And that's the same 24 hours that I have. And I enjoy actually sleeping for a portion of that because I'm kind of a grump. Tony will attest to this if I don't get a certain amount of sleep. And she's same here. Yeah, I was just saying he is too, but uh, you know, I'll own it first. But the thing is, is that we're trying to do too much. We're trying to keep up with everything. And we're getting to a point, you guys, because I hear it, are getting to a point where you don't want to let anyone down. Right? You got all these balls in the air, and you're like, well, I can't let down the school. And I can't let down church. And, and well, my friends want to get together. So I want to, you know, give time to them. And, and then at the end of the day, you come home and your spouse is like, so when's the next date night? And you get this like deer in the headlights look like, I, I don't know. I don't know when we've got time to squeeze in a date night. I, I don't, you know, like I really can't sit down and talk to you right now because I'm, I'm too busy. Right? I, I don't have time for you. We've got too much on our plate. Our schedule is too full. Hmm. 
And I will tell you guys, the more and more that I'm hearing this, the more I'm hearing the exhaustion, the stress, the overwhelm, the more I'm realizing that everyone else is getting the best parts of you instead of your spouse and your family. And when they're not getting the best parts of you, something's got to give. And something will give. It's true. I mean, you know, okay, and I'm going to just talk about employment here for a second. I get that you have to put food on the table. I get that you have to do a job, right? I was actually talking to... uh, In, In here, I mean, we do that as well. So we understand that whole piece of it. And I think a lot of folks will go, well, I have to spend this much time at work. And believe me, so do we. I mean, there there are definitely days when I'm putting in 10, 12, 14 hours, you know, between what everything we got going on. So we get it. It's not that we um, just get to get behind these microphones once a week and that's that's our week. No, I mean, there are weeks when we have lots going on. Then there are other weeks when it does slow down and it's, it's a, maybe an eight, nine hour day. But work is part of it, and we all do it, and so that's not a surprise to any of us, really. I mean, it's what we've been doing, and so we're not trying to make an excuse for it. It's just, hey, there are going to be times when you need to realize that maybe it is taking too much time. Maybe it's pulling you away from your spouse and your family too much, and you really need to look at that. Or if there is a time and you know through the year, hey, accountants, for you've, instance. Yeah, you've just come out of your, you know, crazy, I don't even surface time. Right. I mean, our CPA, I mean, he goes hard and he's like in his 70s. He goes hard. But as soon as April 15th hits, it's it's like the day or two after, he's gone for like seven to 10 days. He just like <laughs> goes out with his wife. He goes out with some of his other CPA buddies. They all meet down in the desert, like Palm Desert, Palm Springs, and they're gone for a week. Phones are off. Everything go can go to the answer machine. But that's the way he set it up. You mm-hmm. know, his wife knows that, hey, there is going to be this period of time each year where it's, it's long days, long hours. And, and yeah, we're not going to spend a lot of time here. We're going to connect. And yet, once it's done, we're gone. Absolutely. And, you know, it's being aware of that. It's being aware. If you've got big projects coming up at work, communicate that to your spouse. Yeah. Right. Don't surprise them by just you know suddenly being the absentee spouse and tell them after the fact. Let them know ahead of time. But really, you know, I'm not talking so much about the work stuff today because we all have the work stuff. Right. Right. That's that's not going to go away. We we like to have clothes. We like to have cars. We like to have food. You know, it's you know, those things that we get it. We get it. It's all the other stuff. Because mm. honestly, you know, I'm going to ask you: Do you need to do? everything. And I know that some of you are talking back to me right now and you're like, yeah, Lisa, I need to do everything. If I don't do it, it's not going to get done. Or some of you are shaking your heads going, yeah, Lisa, of course, you know, you're like nodding, right? I I get it because I do this when I listen to podcasts too. I either talk back or I, you know, expect that the podcaster can hear me. And I'm going to, I'm going to call you out on that because I'm going to tell you, honestly, there are some things that you can give up. There are, there are things in your life that if you don't do it, somebody else will. And maybe they'll do it differently. Maybe you think they won't do it as well as you do. 
And maybe they're going to surprise you and step up and exceed your expectations. But here's the thing. If you give somebody else a chance to do those other activities, right? Those things that are keeping you from having great relationships with your spouse and your family, and you let them do it, what does that allow you to do? Guess what, guys? It allows you to invest in your personal relationships. It allows you to create margin, right? This buzzword that's going around right now, margin. But think about it. You know, when, you, when you're setting up a document to print, right? And you've got, you know, the one inch margins all around. What is that? That's a buffer, mm-hmm. right? That's so your words don't run off the page and get lost. That's so it doesn't overwhelm the page, right? Because, you know, we play with the margins sometimes. We like make them wider, we make them narrower, you know, you, you do that kind of stuff. Especially if you have a middle schooler, you watch them do all kinds of crazy stuff with margins on their papers. But in our lives, those margins, those buffers, think about it on a sheet of paper. It's like that bumper zone, right? Where things don't come in, where they don't crowd it because it wouldn't fit. We mm. need that same kind of margin in our relationships. We need to have that that guardrail around our marriage to say, you know what, this, this is my buffer zone. Right. This is my margin. Things aren't allowed in here because if they get in here, guess what? It gets too tight. It gets uncomfortable. It makes me run below empty because I'm you know, in that 60-mile margin of error space. Right. The warning lights are coming on. When you start to feel that sense of overwhelm, when you start to feel that anxiety of, oh my gosh, how am I going to do all of this? then you need to stop and say, what do I need to not be doing? What do I need to say, you know what? This is not the season for it. Because for a lot of you, it's saying that's not a season. You know, I'm not telling you to, to never be PTA mom, right? Or to never volunteer for an organization. But you may be in a season with young children where just with the demands of who they are as little people, And the fact that some of them may not be sleeping through the night as consistently as you would love to have happen, and you're juggling work and you're doing all this other kind of stuff, you may not have the ability physically or emotionally to add one more thing to your plate. Right. Now, when they get older and they're more independent and they sleep through the night and things like that, you're like, okay, now I can add volunteering or I can do more with my friends, you know, because they're more independent. Don't look at, at saying no as hard and fast forever. Right. And, and in our lives, we've seen this. And over the course of this podcast and, and in the course of One Extraordinary Marriage, it's, you know, we're over five years now. And in the, the early days, our kids were younger. They were seven and four. And so a lot of our time was spent just doing the podcast. Mm-hmm. It's what we had time for. And as they have grown older, that margin, we have more of it. They're independent. We can do a podcast almost at any time now. It's, it doesn't have to be on a, you know, maybe a Sunday night at 10 o'clock at night because that's when we could finally get them to bed and quiet. We can do stuff differently. We can bring new programs to you guys like we just did with the Trust Me, Restore, Renew, and Rebuild Your Foundation. We can work on Connect Like You Did When You First Met, 101 Proven Questions for Couples. We have margin. We're able to take that on. So five years ago, that would have been almost impossible. As much as we sought and desired to do it, it was just too much. 
And we did at one point in time have to pull back a little bit and just go, you know what? This is what we have time for right now. And in this season of our lives, now we're going, we can do more. We got more time. There is more margin because our kids are able to, you know, they can go to bed by themselves now. We don't have to sit there for an hour and read and lull them to sleep anymore. They can just go to sleep. The oldest, it's pretty easy. Son, you know, brush your teeth because we have to make sure we remind him to do that still. Both of them. And then it's pretty much like we can go do our thing. Yeah. Well, and the other thing that that different seasons of your life give is, you know, margin in your marriage. Because I will tell you, the other thing is as our marriage has matured and developed and as we've made each other more a priority and have said, you know what, certain things aren't going to aren't going to encroach on our margin around our actual relationship. We're moving into a season, Ty and I realized this the other day, that we actually get out and spend time together every week. Yeah. And I will tell you that I remember years and years ago when I'm like, wow, if we could just do one date a month, that would be, oh my gosh, that would be so amazing, right? Like that's where we were. And now I'm like, oh my gosh, Tony, we've turned into those couples that like date every week. And, you know, it was a journey to get here. Right. Right. It was a journey to say, no, we're not going to do something else every night of the week so that there's no time for us. And and yet I wouldn't give up those one day a month times either because that was where we were and that was what we could afford to do, mm-hmm. both financially and with, you know, scheduling because of sitters and the age of the kids and all of these different things. But you go through these seasons. We didn't stop dating then because we couldn't do more. We still made dating a priority. It was just, you know, fewer times a month. But it's looking for those opportunities as the seasons of your life change. As you start to say, you know what? Dating you once a week, that's important. We're going to make time for that. Sitting down. I mean, a lot of you guys hear us talk about our walk and talks. Right. Um, So that's actually not sitting down. That's standing up and walking. But that's a priority for us. That is margin that we have built into our marriage to say, you know what? Having a conversation, be it about something that's going on in the family or something that's going on with the company, that's important. We get out minimum twice a week. And and yet there are times when we will find that we don't get out at all. And that is because we've packed our schedules and we haven't looked at our schedule and we haven't looked at our calendars to create that time mm-hmm. to allow for that margin in our lives. And then a week will go by and maybe even two weeks will go by and we'll go like, what, what happened? Why are we off? Why are we off? Because we're running on empty. Mm-hmm. We're, we're pushing on everything else and we're forgetting about us. And so we have to sit there and go, okay, we're going to walk this afternoon or this evening, you know, before dinner, or we're going to get out on Saturday morning or Sunday morning and we're going to go for a walk or I'm going to go for a bike ride. And when I come back home, I'm going to just take a quick little shower and we'll go for our walk. Mm-hmm. And, and so even us, that is an important and vital time for us. And as the weeks ebb and flow, there are times when we get those two walks in. There are times when we get, we don't get any and there are times when we only get one. And yet we're aware of it. So it's constantly mm-hmm. going, what's our goal? And if we're not meeting our goal, why? Right. Where do we need to create the margin? What do we need to say no to so that we can say yes to each other? Mm-hmm. Right? And it's not just it's not just the demands on our time. It's the electronics. Mm-hmm. Guys, create electronic-free zones for your marriage, please. Please. I, I'm begging you. 
because your spouse needs to see your eyeballs. Okay. They need to know that you're not like one eye at them and one eye on the tablet or one eye on the phone or one eye on the TV. They need your eyeballs and your ears directed to them. And so as we close this week's show, I'm going to ask you one simple question. What can you skip this week in the next seven days to create margin and make more time for your spouse? I'm not asking you to scrap your schedule. I'm not asking you to drop everything and make, you know, like just clear it all so that you can just like cuddle every night and hold hands every day and, you know, do all. I'm not asking you for that. I'm asking you for one thing, right? It's like at the end of uh, City Slickers. I was City Slickers. I love that movie. And, you know, when the old guy is like, you know, one thing, it's all about one thing. Mm -hmm. What is your one thing this week? What can you gift your spouse in terms of your time? Because just like we talked about romance the right way at the beginning, you know, writing a love letter, that may be, you know, carving out the 15 minutes to write them a letter. Mm-hmm. That may be the gift because you're giving up 15 minutes of TV to do that, right? Sacrifice. I will tell you the sacrifice that you make for your relationships will never go unrewarded. It won't. You have to invest in the person that you share a bed with. You have to invest in the person that you sit across the table from. Because guess what? At the end of the day, all those other obligations, they don't matter if your relationships aren't healthy. Yep. Gosh. So go out there this week. Pick that one thing. Go for it. Do it. Separate yourself. Make some margin and experience that closeness with your spouse. We love you guys. Have yourselves a fantastic week and we will see you next week.